0: Today's episode is brought to you by the B Real Podcasting Network. For more episodes like this,
1: check out B-R-E-E-L network.com.
0: Hey Tony, I like video games.
1: Well, hello there, Jake. I love video games too.
0: And this is an episode of Hey I Like That Game.
1: Bow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not. We're never gonna get that right. You know, <laughs> I think just by doing it, we've already gotten it right in our series. <laughs> We
1: already won. Uh, Jake, how are things going? What are you gaming on right now?
0: Things are going so well. Uh, a great game that I'm sure you love to play as well called Civilization VI just got an Ooh. expansion pack. So I have been playing a whole lot of that because that's the only uh, amount of Civilization you can play is a whole lot of it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's like, that's like that whole series is just an enigma to me. I've never really played any of those games, but like I hear it's super fun. It is so dense. I have
0: played so, like so many hours of that game, and I still feel like I don't fully understand how to play it well. Oh, man. But I love it, it. Uh, and I'll yeah. never stop learning how to play well yeah. when they're on Civilization mean, 18 in yeah, 30 I, years.
1: <laughs> yeah, Civ, Civ's an interesting franchise. So that's that's cool. So the new expansion is good. You like it?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's been solid. Um, added a lot of like great new... Mechanics to it. I don't know. Civilization Six was a weird... Because the first one I played was Five, So this is, like, the first sequel I've played oh. um, in a, so it. So it's just, like, it's always a learning curve. Because it's such a, like, basic level system that hasn't really changed since the first one, I think. Um, but, like, they have to tweak it every time they release a new version. Uh, so it's I like, feel like I just got to know what Civilization Six is. And now this expansion came in and messed it all up. But it's been cool. Yeah. Cool. There's, like, a loyalty cool. system that I'm still trying to figure out completely, but it's just, like, another way to make sure that your cities don't rebel.
1: Nice. Oh, well, man. can cool. talk Civ Six for hours. Oh, yikes. But let's not do that. <laughs> uh, let's, <laughs> um, you know, let's, uh... I'll tell you about, like, a game that I just played over the weekend that, like, I really like, just just real quickly. Uh, I don't know if you've played any of the Shovel Knight games. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Shovel Knight is fucking great. It's such a cool game. It, like such a retro art style, it looks like it's made for the NES. It plays kind of like a Mega Man game, but it has all the modern trappings of like video games, auto saves, like checkpoints, like just all the creature comforts. And it's wrapped around such a cool aesthetic, good music and an interesting story. Um, so I played the original Shovel Knight months ago, but this weekend I bought, I bought the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove on Switch for my nieces when I bought them a Switch. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna play on their Switch and like see, see what they have. And I was playing, and I was playing um, Shovel Knight: Specter of S- Torment, mm-hmm. the the third DLC campaign. It's so good. If you like the original Shovel Knight, you're gonna love this. Like they totally remix all the levels. The movement mechanic is like super good. The character flows really well. Oh man, it's it's sweet. It's really really cool. Highly recommended.
0: Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Cause I got the. Yeah. OG Shovel Knight on the DS, but I do want to get it on the Switch and get, like, the full version of it and play the DLCs.
1: Yeah, the DLCs are really good, and they have a third one coming out here real soon. But anyways, the the real reason that we're doing this episode here is for what? What's this game called? Advanced Advanced Wars Dual Strike.
0: Bingo. Yes. Advanced Wars Dual Strike. Uh, This was, like, back... When all the DS games would like try to incorporate DS into the name in some point, it's kind of like you know in the two thousands where everything had like two thousand in it, like Pokemon the movie two thousand.
1: Right, it's kind of exactly. like that. But uh, or, yeah. or like or like Super Mario sixty four. Yep. You know, that kind yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this this was your game, Jake. So why why did you pick this game?
0: Well, this is. Uh, I played uh, the Advanced War series a lot when I was younger. Uh, so these games like, really hit their stride when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like, playing, playing a ton of them, and all uh, my friends would play them too, and we'd try to kind of like strategize together. Um, but it's a turn based strategy game. The art style is very um, kind of like almost cutesy. Like yeah. pixel, uh, like pixel art and everything, but it's like a war game. So it's like this really weird dichotomy of the art style and this like wanton murder.
1: Yeah, it's it's so crazy because like all the characters look like happy and they're like in their they're like, uh, the dialogue is always like really tongue in cheek and kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And it's like oh, but this is war. Like you're this is like a hardcore war game. <laughs> like not gonna lie, it is like it's it's strategy level 10 it's a tough strategy game it
0: Um, is very robust but basically the premise of the game is you're the good guys and then the uh what's the bad guy enemy team called the black sun black hole something like that
1: i think it's black hole yeah yeah
0: towards like you know all like obvious anime villain kind of tropes you know just kind of come and try to take over all your stuff and you're just right you're just fighting a defensive war
1: yeah for literally no reason like i don't understand the motivations of the bad guys at all other than like they look menacing they're probably evil right (laughs) you know
0: and like i don't know they like they don't respect their troops like we do kind of like they're pokemon villains
1: (laughs) yeah exactly they are pokemon (laughs) villains that is exactly it that is 100% it. This game's interesting. Like, I, I, I had a similar um, history with the Advance Wars series before this game. Like, I, I played the original one on the GBA, or the original one that came on the U.S. There was NES and I think SNES war games. I, I, I don't know if it was called Advance Wars, though. But it was a, it was a similar concept, you know, the top down, with different units and all that. But I played the shit out of the uh, Game Boy Advance one, and I really liked it. Like I got all mm-hmm. the way to the last mission of that game, um, which I never ended up beating because it was it just gets really hard. Yeah. Um, this game has that similar problem to me. Like it's it's a very fun strategy game, but I'm not very good at them. Like admittedly, I am not great at strategy games um, in general. Uh, it always takes me a, a couple of tries to like beat a level, unless it's like highly scripted, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this game has like some really hard spikes in terms of difficulty, mission to mission, which makes it um, makes it harder for me to get really into. But this game is still really good. Like, there's a lot of cool mechanics that are happening in this game. They they take the a step forward for the the genre in a really big way that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting this game to be as good as it, as it is, even though I struggled in playing it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, the the fact that the du- the second screen comes into play, like, I, I, pe- I think people, like, forget how interesting the DS was when it first came out. Like, how much companies ran with using that double screen. Yeah,
0: um, and how often it didn't work well, but... Um, I, th- I would say what well, this is one of the games that like utilizes it well. Not that this game has a lot of mechanics that require a touchscreen. I don't think it has any, but it's just like a way of controlling the game that's very efficient. I kind of find myself using the touchscreen more than just the directional pad.
1: Yeah, it it the the best thing about DS is that you you get that informational screen, right? Like you mm-hmm. get you're you're not using the touchscreen at all. You're you're just I need another piece of information. Just picture in picture. That's all it is. Right. This game used it in such an interesting way. Like the first time where they have the two fronts, dual fronts, yep. whatever they call that <laughs> mechanic in the game, where you have two um, different lines of warfare, that's really cool. It's like a really interesting mechanic. What was the first one that you, you got to do? Like when there was like, like some sort of crazy air base?
0: Yeah, there's like this flying sky fortress. Yeah. And um, you send up like planes and whatnot to destroy it. Uh, so, kind of like a little bit more about the mechanics of this game. So, it's just like a grid based, turn based strategy. You get more funds by capturing cities and different buildings. Mm-hmm. You can produce land, air, uh, sea units. There's uh, like direct combat where you attack and then can get countered attack. Then, indirect combat, which is like more difficult to set up. Um, like, certain units yeah. have like a range that if you start the turn with an enemy in that range, you can indirectly attack them, which is powerful because you don't get counterattacked, but it can be difficult to set up and those units are more vulnerable. You win by defeating all enemy units or capturing their HQ. The mechanics are pretty straightforward. There are a few nuances there, but the campaign does a really good job of introducing those as they arrive.
1: Yes. The first six missions of the game like really kinda ratchet up, like here's a system. Mm-hmm. Next mission, here's another one to lay on top of it. So it kinda builds up. To when you get to the first open area, in terms of like what you have to do in the mission, you feel like you have a good amount of mechanics to work around with, yeah. and you understand them.
0: And it takes, I think, maybe about ten or so missions in the campaign before it really just kind of like gets to okay, here are the reins, and like maybe yeah. every once or twice they'll tell you something because the campaign uses more like unique. Sorts of uh units and objectives uh just to make like, keep it fresh and keep it interesting and new for mission to mission i I agree with that the difficulty of the campaign does vary. It doesn't like rise at a steady pace, like the first ten missions or so I would say are just like cakewalks because they're introducing new mechanics and it's all pretty simple and then after that it like it takes a little bit more work. But the one I always get stuck at I'm not sure, how far in the campaign did you get?
1: So so I made it to I think let me see, mission twelve, I think, something like that. Twelve. Eleven okay. or twelve. So like I made it only about halfway through this game. Like I didn't I didn't have a ton of time to, to play through it and like I feel like I I understood it. I watched some materials online about it and read about the units that like I hadn't mm-hmm. gotten a chance to play with. But, like I said, I really struggle with these games. I, I don't want to sit there for 40 minutes and then end up losing the, the mission. It's like, great, I gotta do that again. I have yeah. to waste another 40 minutes. You know, like, fuck that. For me, the the introduction of the dual strike mechanic where you can have two COs, which is like your general, um, that's issuing commands to your units that all have you know different unique powers. Mm-hmm. That whole mechanic is super interesting and they pulled that from... The um, GBA game, so I, I, I understood how how to utilize that, but there was a mission in particular, I think it was mission eight that like kind of soured it for me, um, where it's the first time they give you dual strike mechanic, but only the enemy has it, so you're one against two, and that that mission took me forever because they kept getting dual strikes, like as soon as I had like a good turn going they, like boop, dual strike. Both uh, CEOs go one turn after another, so they essentially get two turns. Yeah, and it and like that would always like ruin the flow I had going. And It's just like fuck. They have to like that sucks.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a really powerful mechanic because basically you get two turns in a row, which is the big thing of it. And yeah. whenever they activate the power, CEO like gets some kind of boost to them. They're more powerful than usual, and they get to go back to back, and that yeah. can just. It really can, like, wreck your day. And, um, like, I mean, you can do it to them as well. But it's an interesting way of, like, utilizing the powers. But I agree that it kind of seems a little overpowered and can... It's just, like, so... Yeah, it's so powerful that it just kind of, like, makes something not fun. And it seems to kind of, like, take away a bit of the element of strategy. Because it's just, like, you have this one-sided swing button that you get to press once or twice every uh, match.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's a really big swing... Tool, but it's so interesting. Like, the the systems they layer onto this game in terms of like the COs themselves is fascinating. And it's like it adds a lot of depth to this game that that made me enjoy it while I was playing it. Like, the fact that you can pick two different COs that have different like passive abilities. Like, I always like to use Max. Like, Max was my favorite guy in the first one. So I had to really, you know, use him in this one. And he gets Uh base. Power, like a base uh, increase in direct combat units, so like tanks and stuff like that. And then I always paired that with Rachel to get the base repair increases, so I can go back and like, you know, power up and stuff faster, mm-hmm. or get my health back faster. And then her her CO power is really dope too. Yeah. Um, the covering fire. Right. It, it launches it drops. Like three
0: missiles that just do heavy area of effect damage to the enemy.
1: Yeah. Like that was that's my my favorite little combo. But like. The fact that there's what like twenty some COs in this game, like there's a bunch of different combinations you can do that are really interesting.
0: Yeah, and each one, each unit or C.O. feels pretty different. They each have their own abilities. Like the kind of like the base one you start with, named Jake, one of my favorites for obvious reasons. Oh, God, um. <laughs>
1: Such a fucking tool of a character, too. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> He's just kind of, like, you know, jack of all trades. All those units are, like, don't get any boosts, but they don't get any buffs. And in general, he just kind of, like, gets his, like, powers, like, just your units become more powerful this turn and get to move a little bit further. But then there's, like, the requisite, like, this guy has stronger air units. This guy has stronger water units. This guy has, like, better indirect combat. Then even stuff like this person, his units are cheaper, but they're weaker, and then there's the inverse of that, where they're stronger, but more expensive. Like, each one has their own niche and feel to it, and I like that. It makes it, 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 that's just an extra level of strategy to it that's really fun.
1: Right, and it's, like, so they had that in Advance Wars, the one that I played a lot, Mm -hmm. but as soon as you add a second one in there, all of a sudden you're, I mean, obviously a ton of combinations present themselves but yeah there's like a whole nother layer of strategy of just setting up your CEOs before you even go into battle mm-hmm. you know and then layer on top of it how each co has an independent level and then you get to pick what is it like four skills from various levels yeah uh, in your in your co so like you can pick a level one a level two a level four you know like you can kind of mix up how strong the skills you want to use but like you can either Try to fill in your weaknesses or strengthen what you're already good at. It, it's, it's really cool. Like at, that part of this game is really cool. I kind of like setting up my team more than actually <laughs> doing the strategy combat because I'm so bad at it. But it's it's fun. This game's really fun. It's, fu- it's really fun. Really. It's, it's really fun, cool. but I
0: think it's, it's like emotionally exhausting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Explain. What do you mean by that?
0: So the matches they do, especially like in the later campaign, and if you just do like the general war room matches, which aren't in the campaign, just like basically like a one on one versus computer or something like that, um, they can take a long time. They do take a long time, and there's a lot of back and forth. And if you lose, then it's like you have to restart over, and it's so demoralizing. And whenever I would like get in the later parts of the campaign where the missions were harder, and like I would finally beat it i just i I wouldn't want to play the next one like I just went through such an ordeal to finally beat that mission, and i don't want to I don't want to subject myself to that again immediately, so I never 100%. like wanted to like 100%. sit down and play this game for a long time. I would always do like one mission then like all right, I'm going to put this down a little bit play it later today or just like the next day or something later. It's tough. It's fun. It's a really great strategy. I love a good strategy game and this one is very good, but it's just it takes a lot out of you.
1: Yeah, one match does it I that's what I was doing uh when I was playing this game, I would do one mission a day because I couldn't mm-hmm. handle any more than that. <laughs> and it's like I was even in on you know long airplane rides. This uh this past week, like 4-hour airplane rides from from Seattle, Michigan, and I couldn't getting myself to play more than one mission on a four-hour flight. I mm-hmm. couldn't do it. You know, it's just the, the recharge time that it takes <laughs> you to play that game again this is just too long. Um, but I totally agree with all of that, but I still like this game a lot. I still, like, would say, you know, I recommend this game highly. You yeah, know, even yeah. Even though I, I didn't play the breath of it. Um, can... So I never got to face this unit. What is it like fighting against the like the the ooze, like the oh, the, the, ooze. Like the, the ooze, the ooze stuff? Like how does that work?
0: So um, the what the ooze is? So it's uh, a unit that pops up exclusively in the campaign. It can move one tile at a time, so very very small movement rate, but. If it moves into one of your units, instant kills them. The strategy is you kind of have to like wear them down with indirect combat. They also have just like crazy high defense. So you need to like wear them down and then bring in, when they're like in kill range, you need to bring in your direct combat units and you have to kill them at that turn. Because if you don't finish it off, then it's going to take one of your units right then. And the way it's utilized in the campaign, so like the mission where they're introduced, you fight 15 or 20 of them. Um, All in one map. Uh, But you can kind of like maneuver around them because they they don't get to move much. It's kind of like more annoying than it is a challenge. But then they kind of appear here and there later in the campaign. And the last mission you fight like a giant one of them that like keeps spitting out small ones. But then it's like you have to deal with moving around them at the same time that you're uh, just like dealing with the like normal enemy units. And then when... Uh, the enemy gets their, like, dual strike and gets to move two tiles in a turn. Like, you have to be prepped for that. You have to make sure you're two away mm-hmm. from them, because then they can run in. And, they, then, like, it happens very frequently where I forget that the enemy is going to have their power the next turn, and then they just, like, take two units off the board immediately with the ooze exclusively.
1: Yeah, and that that's kind of the downfall of this genre to me, is that, like, oh, if I don't plan this out, really really far in advance for like for the most part like if you're not thinking at least like three turns ahead mm-hmm. like you might be fucked you know and I, I just my brain doesn't work like that like i just don't I, my i struggle with setting like setting up indirect units is like one of the hardest things for me to to utilize really effectively yeah um, I, I just i just suck at it I do like the battleship, though. The battleship is, is, like, if I ever can get water units, I'd take battleships. Because, like, that, for some reason, like, being able to utilize the water and, like, the super long range of that, mm-hmm. you could just, like, I'm, I'm much better with that. But, like, the artillery and, like, the, um, what is it, the, the missile one, the one that, like, the square missile. Right. That one, I, I struggle with those units mightily. It sounds like you really need to leverage that to, to defeat the oozes.
0: Yeah, you really do. Um, it's helped that they can only move one tile but right yeah I think getting properly like utilizing like the different types of units like making sure that you have a good amount of like heavy units to get in the front line and then indirect units kind of like provide like covering fire and like soften the enemy up and then the infantry units are the only ones that can capture buildings so you have to make sure that you're always pumping them out but they're also weak so you have to like watch them it does take a lot to always keep track of in the later missions of the campaign I think around like Starting like the 20-ish or so mission, um, some of them you'll take control of basically three allied teams against one enemy team. So you're what? controlling three different bases, six COs in total against an enemy that's appropriately like balanced and has like, a, lot of, a lot of their own units and whatnot. But the other difficult thing with that is you, your like power meter is charged by taking and dealing damage. So you'll start the turn with your first team, then go through your three turns with all your teams, and in just like doing damage and whatnot, you're in a, like fully charge the enemy up in no time whatsoever. So that's another really annoying thing with the, like the ooze comes up in the later game, and then like the enemy goes from like no power to like completely full before you even realize it, just because you had like a good. Series of turns, it's, it's kind of, it does just speak to what you were saying about there's a lot to keep track of. And yeah. I like games yeah. like that, but this game almost brought too much of it.
1: Yeah, it, it's too much for what I like to do in a video game, but, like, it, everything's well done, you know? Yeah. It seems like, it doesn't seem like any of the COs are crazy overpowered, except for this, the Oh, the CO, final boss? Not the final boss, the, the, the CO Hawk.
0: It oh, yeah.
1: Like, it seems like that guy is just ridiculously good at everything, which makes him completely overpowered and, and kind of kind of shitty to mm-hmm. play
0: against. Yeah, so Hawk's one of the um, enemy CEOs, at least for the first half of the campaign. At some point, like you get some of the, the bad guys to get on your side. Yeah. And his units, I think, are just passively. A little bit more powerful and also then his co ability is it does two damage to all enemy units and heals his units to HP all units have ten HP like that's like the baseline number you're mm-hmm. dealing with so it's like deal 20% damage and heal 20% damage and yes. there are a few COs that kind of have some variation of like deal damage to everybody on the enemy team, and those are just so damn annoying to deal with. It's not even like it's excessively powerful, it's just annoying.
1: It sucks, yeah, it sucks. And then like, you you pair that against a SEAL like Eagle, which is like super good at the air units, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, I would always rather go with a guy like Hawk. You know, like, I would always rather use
0: that as a CO. Mm -hmm. But the fun thing about Eagle, so he's, like, the air units get a boost uh, CO, but his superpower is you get to take, your units get to take basically two turns. So that if you use him in, like, the dual strike superpower, it's essentially you get to take three turns in one round. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so crazy. But yeah, I think we've been talking about the nitpicks, but I totally agree with you in that I love this game. I'd recommend it to anybody. I think it's a good way to kinda like get started with strategy games or if you're like really into them already, it's 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 not gonna be easy. Like the aesthetic of this game portrays sort of like a kid's game sort of. But That's it hard. is it's, it's hard, game. it's deep. I remember when I played this game when I was younger, it was like really difficult. And I thought it's like, Oh, I'm an adult now, it'll be it'll be easier. Adult in air quotes. <laughs> um, it'll be uh- easier. But no, it's still Really hard. I almost think it might have been easier when I was younger, like kind of like some Ender's game situation where kids are just like better tacticians or something. Maybe that's what's going on.
1: I I totally agree. I feel like as a kid, like I remember getting to the last mission of Mm -hmm. the original Advance Wars game. I remember being able to get there and not being able to beat it, but I was like, I got all the way to the end. Yeah. In this game, I was like, "Fuck!" I don't think I ever could. Like, I don't have the patience, or like the patience or the the know how anymore. The time I, I, I got I bills think. to pay, I can't be playing Shit, video games. As I load up another video game. Like, <laughs> good god. Um, as I put in another hundred hours in Hots. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Uh, but I, this is a great game. This is mm-hmm. like if you if you have a DS. If you have a d like if you have a way to play this game, you should play this game. yeah, it's, I think it's, it's not
0: too cheap to like pick up a used physical copy um, yeah I don't know of any place you could download this um, legitimately through any Nintendo console, but um yeah, it's definitely definitely worth it. Something we really barely touched on was the aesthetic of the game. It has a very like charming feel to it that holds up uh, it's sort of like what we talked about in Paper Mario. Where a style is more important than graphics, and this game really portrays that. It's very totally colorful. Agree. Each like nation's units have their own distinct feel to them and uh, look to them, and like visual motifs. Each co has their own battle music. Um, they all have they their own like distinct comple- look and personality. They're all
1: completely different looking. Mm-hmm. They're, like, they're, you're spot on. It this this game has such a great look and feel to it. Yeah. And, like, all of the individual units look cool, too. I mean, like, even the difference between a regular tank and, like, uh, a large tank, the actual units on the screen don't look that much different, but then when you get into a battle with another unit, they kind of zoom in and show, like, here's a closer-up picture of the unit and how many you have against their unit Mm -hmm. um, when they do the the side-by-side two-panel look. Those units look really cool. Like, my favorite new uh, uh, unit, the nano tank. Looks so dope uh, when it's on the on the actual like playground and when it's fighting other stuff. Yeah,
0: it's um, like this. It
1: looks really cool.
0: Doctor Eggman Sonic looking contraption. Yeah. it's like a, like an orb with the feet.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's great.
0: And it's the units are very well balanced as well. So like obviously like the more powerful units are more expensive. That's just one basic unit of balancing it. Also, there's a mega tank which is just like a ludicrously powerful unit that takes a lot of funds to buy but it also has very limited ammo. So unless you have another unit there to keep it stocked or like put it on one of your cities to resupply like it can only do so much before it becomes essentially useless. All the units have that kind of rock paper scissors sort of like balancing method that makes it important to get like a diversity of units you can't just like keep pumping out the same one and like wreck because there's going to be a counter to that it's it's yeah this game is very deep and it's really fun and i think my biggest thing about it or gripe about it would be that i think it tried to add too much onto the formula from the other advanced wars games
1: yeah it's a lot quickly Mm -hmm. sometimes i i don't know like I keep, like, waffling back and forth on, like, how difficult the game can be and how many systems are at play. Like, I love the, the, the complexity of it, but sometimes it's, like, I, I don't always feel that you can tinker to your heart's content and still have a winnable strategy in some of these missions. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if I if I really wanted to build a team in any which way, like, is that possible to do, or do you really need to, like, have a focused strategy every time you go into a mission? You know? yeah.
0: It still has, like, if there's still just, like, a kind of, I guess, lack of a better term, right way to play and win matches, which is kind of, like, the natural progression of capturing more buildings to get more funds, and that's just kind of, like, as you go, you can just buy the stronger units, because you have more available... And you'll have, like, a balance of, you know, tanks or whatever variety you can afford. And then, like, some indirect combat in the background, whatever variety you can afford. And then, you know, throw in some air or sea units if the map accommodates those. The most obvious strategy is always going to be the one you go with and always the one that works. And that's just some variation of that. Mm-hmm. Did you play any other modes other than the campaign?
1: I, I briefly touched on and I'm like Not enough to even speak to them. Like, there's mm-hmm. one where it's, like, a real-time um, yeah. real time unit what's that one called?
0: combat
1: combat yeah That's, so like how does that work?
0: you can control a single unit and it's either like an infantry uh, like a recon like machine gun a humvee sort of thing or a tank and they each like deal a different amount of damage or like can capture buildings quicker but it's really odd cause you're only controlling one unit like there's only one friendly unit and the enemy team is roaming around a bunch of different uh, computer-controlled units, and you're using the touchscreen and sort of like a really bad. I would almost like equate it's like a really bad dual-stick shooter game with like different controls, but it kinda has that feel to it where it's top down and you're moving around with the control stick and then using the touch screen to kinda like choose where you shoot. And that game mode's almost just like a distraction. Like if you want if you're like kind of bored of doing the turn based thing and you just wanna mess around, it's fun for like ten minutes or so and then it gets pretty boring.
1: That's what it seemed like. I I, I kinda touched it for a second, I was like, this I don't like any of this, and, <laughs> yeah. I just and, and then just instantly cancelled out, like, like, nope, no thanks. Nope. Yeah. It has its what own, the oth- like, what's the other mode?
0: Uh, there's uh, survival mode, which I never really touched, it's basically like you play a series of maps with either a limited number of turns, time, or funds, and yeah, I never really dug into that, but then the other one is the war room, which is just a whole bunch of... Uh, different maps that are like outside the campaign basically one-on-one like no side has an advantage or disadvantage there's no like weird crazy units or like ooze or anything so it's more akin to what it would be like if you played multiplayer in this game but versus a computer oh oh cool and it's 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 nice i like it's a good way of sort of like honing your skill and getting some more combat experience outside of the campaign to one level up the COs and just kind of for your own enjoyment but my big gripe with that is that in that mode the campaign is more well balanced for the missions to be kind of more fun consistently throughout but when you're playing in the war room mode the winner will always become pretty apparent not too long into the game and then it's just sort of like this really tedious process of Achieving one of the win conditions of killing everybody or capturing the HQ. And, like, for the last 10, or not 10, like five or so turns, you're just like cleaning up enemy units and like trying to get one infantry to the HQ, and it becomes really tedious. That's like the one thing that kind of I think affects the replayability is that the war room, though robust, can get kind of drab pretty quickly. If you just get frustrated with the campaign, it's not always the best alternative. But that's, I mean, that's kind of like a nature of this gameplay and the style of game itself.
1: I I think we've uh, both given a lot of love to this game. I'd give this game how many medium tanks? (laughs) i give this game 40 medium tanks out of an ooze ooze ball. I
0: would give this uh, four one-hit kill ooze slimes out of five.
1: This is pretty good. This is probably our best. (laughs) Best one yet. Yeah, I think yeah. I think <laughs> I
0: haven't. I've subjected you to some pretty bad games recently, so I'm glad I got one that you actually enjoyed.
1: Yeah, this this is a good one. Yeah, good good pick on this one, Jake. So it's my game to pick next. Ooh. And we've had a list going for a while, and like I keep looking back to the list and like thinking, yeah, I, I kind of want to do something else. And uh, when I was in Michigan uh, for the past week, like talking with uh, some old friends and like just talking about games. One game came up in particular that I think would be great for this. It will be a good palate cleanser in between the very long, drawn-out Advanced Wars Dual Strike game that we just played. Uh-huh. My choice for the Super Nintendo is a game called Super Punch-Out.
0: Super Punch-Out. The sequel Super to Punch-Out. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out?
1: Sure oh, is. Oh,
0: God.
1: <laughs> is, oh, dude, this game is great. I love this oh, game. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Loved it. What did you hate it? No,
0: I've never played it, but I am just—I'm terrible at Mike Tyson's Punch Out.
1: Ooh, I am so glad now <laughs> you get to play a, a game that you're shitty at. Perfect. Uh. Uh, yeah. So, so Super Punch Out. It. Uh, oh, game's so good. I, I can't wait to uh to crack into this one. Uh. You sound very
0: happy. I'm. I'm I'm cautiously uh, optimistic for this. I think it'll be interesting. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to play it in a apprehensive way.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, um, well, that's that's gonna do it for our episode. Follow us on Twitter at uh, I like Hey I like, I like that game at I like that game at I like that game. You can email us at Hey I like that game at gmail dot com if you have any uh, suggestions for games that we can do for our next episode uh, after punch out after punch course. out <laughs> after punch out
0: so tune in next time to see if i am able to beat anybody in super punch out cuz spoilers i've never beaten mike tyson in mike tyson's punch out i don't even know if i've oh, gotten shit, to dude. him before
1: <laughs> i've gotten to him but i've never beat him like that's that's one of like gaming's uh, mount everest things that like i should do at some point but you fuck that. <laughs> no, <way>. no thanks. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no thanks. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Hey, bye.